0: Welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. I'm Richard Byram and joining me on the line again this week is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter, as you'll know by now, is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League writer and he also contributes articles to our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. Some good news to start on this week, Peter, that Lee Leeds reaching the Challenge Cup final. Yeah, absolutely. First time since 2015
1: and I think at the start of the season there wouldn't have been too many Rhinos fans who expected um, that to happen this year. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different season, is it? They've only had to win two games to get there so no one's going to get too carried away but a final's a final. Yeah. Um, they, they deserve to be there on the strength of a, a fantastic victory over Wigan last weekend which was as, as well as the, as they have played for um, several seasons I think it was a a model of wet weather rugby, they had an excellent game plan, they stuck to it and they just completely dominated Wigan in in every aspect of the game and with Warrington losing to Salford in the other semi-final I think Leeds will go into the final as favourites whether that's a good thing or not remains to be seen I certainly don't think they can take Salford lightly there's something about this Salford team. They've been terrific in the Challenge Cup under huge pressure against Catalans and similarly against Warrington and managed to hang on and, and win both games late on. So it's um, it's going to be a tough game, but certainly it's good to see Leeds back on the big stage in a huge game competing for silverware, which is where they belong really, rather than the last two seasons, which have been pretty dire and, and the big games there were... were Basement battles to avoid the um, to avoid the drop. I think it'll lift everybody involved with the club, um, supporters, players, and um, and management and staff as well.
0: Yes, I only saw the second half of the game, unfortunately. But having seen the highlights and the second half, I think it's as well as I've seen Leeds playing in many a year. Um, they were obviously superb. The conditions were appalling, um, but. You know, in, the game was home and hose, wasn't it, really, at, at half time? And then the two Wigan tries only came late on um, and gave the scoreline a bit of a flattering look uh, in regard to Wigan, I felt. Um, I think we mentioned the previous week that if, if Leeds turned up, they'd have a good chance of beating Wigan. And uh, Luke Gale pulling the strings, they were absolutely superb and good for for us and for the area that. Leeds have got to Wembley, unfortunately as we know, nobody it would seem would be going down now, Uh, so that'll be a bit strange, another big final played at Wembley behind closed doors, we've seen it in other sports and it's Rugby League's turn now, Mm. takes the edge off it all, but uh, Salford who you mentioned as well, again as we've spoken through the season, we've said that this season, with everything that's going on, it was an ideal opportunity for a team who might not usually get to a final to get there. And fair play to Salford, they've done that. You know, I don't think many people, including myself, would have given them any real chance of beating Warrington. In fact, I think most people would have gone for a Warrington Wigan final, which shows what those experts know. Um, but you know, as you say, they got to the grand final last year, so they they know something about knockout rugby. And Ian Watson obviously done a brilliant job there. On a limited budget, and again, as we said several times, it, the kind of thing that teams like maybe Wakefield and Castleford should be aspiring to, you know, to get through to Wembley. I know the draw wasn't particularly kind to those two clubs this time, but it was there for somebody to get through, and, and Salford took that chance. And, uh, you know, Leeds would be foolish to take them lightly, although I'd, I'd agree with you that you would think they would almost certainly be the favourites to go on and win it, and especially if they play anything like they did against Wigan. But in a one-off game without any fans, it's it's, it's a hard one to call. Yeah, well, the
1: circumstances remind me a little bit of 2005 at Cardiff when Leeds were favourites. Hull hadn't beaten them for for years, had lost twice to them that season, and Hull came up with a performance on the day and and won it. So you you can't take anything for granted. It is just on the day we've got some. Um, a week and a half to go until then. COVID is out there. Um, we don't want anybody to, to get ruled out on track and trace or something, but that could happen. Uh, both teams have two games before the final, so injuries could occur. So there's a, there's a lot could could happen. But the way Leeds played on Saturday, if they can reproduce that, it's going to take a, a big effort to beat them, I think. Um there's, this is a different Leeds team to the, to the one that last reached a, a final. Um, there isn't very much Wembley experience in there. Liam Sutcliffe's played there. James Donaldson played there against Leeds five years ago. Um, Adam Cuthbertson has played there. There's there's not too many of the Leeds team. Tom Briscoe, of course, is, is the other one. He got five tries five years ago, but not too many of the Leeds team have experienced this, and in a way, Salford have the more recent big game experience having played in the yes. run final last year. So I don't think Leeds will be taking anything for granted, but we've seen this year that they can beat Salford. They've beaten them comfortably twice. I think their focus just has to be to, to play well, and then we'll we'll see what comes of it. And I think if they do play well, then they they will win. But... The both teams like to throw the ball about there's some attractive players in both sides and I think it could be a, a very good final as you say the, the sad thing is the fact that there's going to be no fans there it's going to be a, a surreal experience I think uh, watching behind closed doors rugby is, is weird enough in a stadium like St Helens or, or Headingley but at a 90,000 seat venue like Wembley it's going to be off the scale weird yeah. that could also have a bearing. Now, I think the players are used to it by now, but it is a shame. I, I particularly feel for the Salford fans. They've not been to Wembley since 1969, so for a lot of them, that's going to be a whole lifetime of supporting the club. Never seen their team at Wembley, and, and they've got there, and, and they can't go, so it's very unfortunate. But these are the circumstances um, of the time. It's it's nobody's fault the rfl would obviously love to have fans in there i think they've done a good job just getting the competition to the final stage um it's a government ruling that we can't have fans so it's just a case of, of make the most of it um obviously they they want to complete the competition and to provide a final for the host broadcast to the bbc and it looks like they're going to manage to do that so that's that's a positive but it it is certainly going to be a strange experience for everyone to be involved a week on, a week on Saturday, and I, I, you, there's an argument you could say, well, why why stage it at Wembley? But the flip side of that is that you know what about the players? Some players go a whole career and never get yeah. to play at Wembley, whether there's a crowd there or not. They are going to get to play at Wembley, like Luke Gale, for instance. Yes, last week was his first Challenge Cup semi-final. Um, I don't think it would be right to deny those players the opportunity to, um, to play in a final at Wembley. You don't know when it will come, come around again, do we? I'm sure in, in 1969 Salford didn't think it would be um, 51 years before they'd get there again. So I think it probably is the right decision to play at Wembley. It still will have a sense of occasion if, as I say, a very weird one.
0: Yes, I'd agree with that, Peter. I think that uh, they've tried to keep the competition honest. Haven't they? They've they've had various obstacles thrown in the way, which are nobody's fault. Um, they've obviously had to redo the draw because of the lower division teams uh, not being able to play their fixtures when their seasons were curtailed. And I think I think it just keeps it honest. And and as you say, we, we need even though. <laughs> We can't be there, as it were. The fans and the sport need something to cheer, and at least if everybody can see the team at Wembley, or the, uh, particularly the obviously the Leeds and Salford fans, at least if they can see the game, it's something. And it, and it's an important trophy, and a, and you know it's important that these trophies are played for, even in the current circumstances. Um, it'll be a, a way again of looking back at this awful time that's been. Uh, and, you know, at least one set of fans will be smiling. As you say, I feel for the Salford fans, because when they were at the grand final last year, they, they certainly turned up in numbers and uh, and played their part. And, you know, and it's a real shame that they can't get to Wembley. And, and all the people who go as a day out anyway, as rugby league always has done, haven't they? you know, the tradition of just going down to Wembley for the day. Um, I know in October, it's not usually at this time of year, but, you know... I'm glad that they've managed to get the tournament through to the, the final stage. I don't know whether the game would look at maybe postponing Leeds and Salford's games in the week leading up to the to the final, just, just to protect everybody uh, from COVID. I don't know if that's been discussed. I think that's a really, really good point, um, but it's not happening that
1: today, right. today's Tuesday we're recording this, and yeah. Super League announced this morning the fixtures for next week, the week before the final, and Leeds and Salford are both playing on the Tuesday at Warrington. Right. Um, Salford playing the afternoon, Leeds in the evening. I, I I think you're right that the league table's been decided on points percentage this year. There's a, a good chance that not everybody's going to fulfil all the fixtures. I think it's important you do fulfil your, your fixtures. But it would be a real shame if, if there was to be an outbreak of coronavirus in one of the camps and that affected the final. Yep. Um, we've heard today that Wigan have had two positive tests following last weekend's semi-final. One um, of a player who featured in the semi-final. Fortunately, on track and trace, nobody from Leeds is having to isolate. But it just shows the risks involved um, in playing these these next two games um, I think realistically Leeds have named a strong team for Thursday against Castleford but I'd be very surprised if any of the Wembley team play next week against Warrington and it might well be the same for for Salford just not, the coaches just aren't going to take that no. risk last week Leeds fielded a, a young team against Cat, Castlelands, and although they lost 34-6 and that again was a little bit like last last Saturday actually. Twelve of Catalans points came in the last few minutes and, and the the score line flattered
0: them. Yeah. So Leeds Youngsters have shown they can compete against a good team. So they won't beat Warrington next week, but it'll be good
1: experience for them. Um and none of the team that played Catalans last week played against Wigan in the semi-final. So Leeds can put out two teams. I'm pretty sure that's what they'll do next week. It's a shame it will have some sort of bearing on, on the league table, but Leeds are clearly prioritising Wembley at this stage. They'd be silly not to, they're one winner away from Silverware in that. Um,
0: so I think Richard Agar will rest people, and, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing you can do if they're not, going to get help from the authorities, which in a way you can understand because, they, again, as we keep saying about keeping competitions true, obviously they want to keep the integrity of Super League intact as well. And I suppose the if teams have to play youngsters, well, at least they're signed on their books, aren't they? And they're members of the squad and representing the club. So, you know, if it's got to be for an odd game, uh, then... That that's how it is you know as I say I wouldn't blame either coach for resting players and also to try and protect them the last one we'd want is for them to play on the Tuesday and then on the Thursday or Friday say well nine or ten of the Warrington squad have apologies the Salford squad have got COVID or the Leeds squad you know and we saw last week in the other code where uh, Sale Sharks uh, had a key game at the end of the season and uh, and 19 Players and staff there tested positive for COVID. It just suddenly hit the club out of the blue. So, you know, that's how this disease seems to go. And, uh, you know, hopefully both sides will stay clear of that and we can have a good final, which again I'm sure we'll talk about in greater depth next week. But but just to finish off on Wembley, Peter, there was some talk over the weekend that Leeds Rhinos legend Rob Burrow, who, who we know is sadly stricken with, motor neurone disease that some talk he might lead the teams out at Wembley um I don't know if you have a latest update on that for us please
1: well that's something that is being looked at but it's it's not as straightforward as as it would seem um obviously there's a lot of health and safety considerations involved um not least for for Rob who's as a motor neuron disease, um, I don't want to use the word sufferer really, but as, as somebody who has MND, is at high risk, um, nobody wants to put, put Rob in any sort of danger. Um, there are obviously rules regarding what can happen before and, and after the game at Wembley during the, the pandemic. People want it to happen, but I think there's some some... Um, obstacles to get over before it can be confirmed. Um, It's a nice idea. I hope it happens. I think if if Rob could lead the Rhinos out, that would be fantastic. I mean, I think also having him presenting the trophy would be a good idea, although it's difficult, isn't it, when his team's one of the teams in in the final. Um, Perhaps that's not not going to be possible, maybe Musimusou could could do that Um, but I I certainly hope that something can be worked out and and Rob can be there because he's a a huge part of what Leeds are all about this season and the new shirt for next year is dedicated to him after the semi-final, the, the win was dedicated to him by coach Richard Agar to him and the injured Harry Newman um, and he's constantly in everybody's thoughts at
0: Leeds and it would be nice if he can be, be some sort of part of this um, this big occasion. Yes I certainly agree with all that Pete I mean it's a terrible situation that Rob unfortunately finds himself in and it would be a great Philip, for the club and, and no doubt Rob and his family too if it, if it could be possible as you say there are risks involved um, I'm sure that if it is possible, I'm sure that it it will happen. But at the same time, if they think there's too much risk, then I'm sure that they won't. I I noticed in the football uh, recently, they kind of presented the trophies to themselves, didn't they? Bizarrely, when Arsenal won the FA Cup, the the captain, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, picked the cup up himself and then they Mm -hmm. all had to pick a, a medal out of a box and then I think Obameyang actually dropped the trophy on his way to lifting it up so it was certainly not the, the usual up the Wembley steps and, and collecting it off a of dignitary uh, so whether rugby will have to go down that line or two we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see but not much has changed in regard to Covid since the FA Cup final so I suspect the winning captain may well have to pick the trophy up himself uh, but yeah, but we'll, I think that, that could well be the
1: case yeah so the, the RFL have, have sort of said that it, it's not going to be a, a normal experience at Wembley in, in any way shape or form so I'm sure all that's being looked out at, at the moment
0: yeah, yeah. as I say we, we'll certainly come back to the Challenge Cup final next week Peter but uh, just for now we'll move on and just looking back at last week's games, two defeats again for our side, Castleford suffering a late defeat at Hull and Wakefield again going all the way to Perpignan and seemed to compete for the first half but then fall dramatically away in a, in a 48 defeat. And I think for myself and Wakefield fans, the end of the season can't come too soon now. Um, there's not much to play for, there's no relegation Uh They've got a game on Friday against St Helens, which is my birthday, but I'm not expecting any special surprises there either. So, uh, Castleford again, well, I playing Leeds on Thursday, I'm sure you'll talk about that in, in greater depth in a moment. Uh, but another poor afternoon for Wakefield, disappointing. Um, I haven't even seen the try- highlights of that game, to be honest with you, but I think a 48, 40 points to eight scoreline says it all, really.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's a good result for Catalans considering they've played at Leeds in midweek. Yeah. Uh, It's always tough going over there, isn't it? You can't read too much into that. But Wakefield just need a win. Yeah. Um, Just to turn things around. I'll still still pass. They've both been in a similar situation, really. Castle won once since the restart, and Wakefield haven't won at all. and it, it's just a, a bit of a, a vicious circle. They, they won't win until they've got the confidence in the they can win, and they won't get that without winning. So um, you, you can see from Castleford, they're, they're close, but they just seem to have lost the, the winning habit. Against Paul last week, Sage, a very good comeback, trailing by 10, going into the last 10 minutes, scored two quick converted tries, went ahead, and then it all fell apart with four minutes to go when when Paul got a got back and scored in that set. And that must have been heartbreaking for Cass, who are playing some good stuff in patches, considering they're without some key players, specifically the two half backs still and they've not been named in the squad for for this week. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be tough for them to go to Leeds and get anything from from that game. But if there's a game that Cass ever get themselves up for it's it's Rhino's um, and I certainly wouldn't like them out. They'll think maybe they've, um, Leeds might have their minds elsewhere. I think it's a good opportunity for Castle but I think they'll get a win, a few in succession. Yes. Um, but it's just getting that win that's the thats the hard part, really. And as I say, it's very tough for them. Without any team would struggle without their first choice halfbacks. They've also got two of the main men in the pack you've seen that at the moment, Liam Watson. Jesse the Rafael, so it was tough. But that's a, a getting an opportunity to see what some of the players can do, and um, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't write them out, write them off against Leeds. I do not have a chance of going there and getting a result. Um, man for man, I think if, if Leeds play well, they'll probably win it. Um, and I think for for the first time in a long time, Leeds are going to go against as favourites. Yeah. But it, it you say. Leeds might have the minds elsewhere, maybe. Um, so it's certainly not a foregone conclusion. No. Which I think St. runs against um, Wakefield is. By the way, I just don't see Wakefield getting anything out of that. I think the best they can hope for a competitive performance and get some spirit back and um, maybe do what they did against Wigan the other week and just just um, dig in and, and show what they're capable of and, and give Saints a fright. I think it'll
0: take something really special for to, to Wakefield to win that. I just kind of see how many, unfortunately. No, I'd agree. Um, I know that through the course of a normal season, Wakefield usually uh, pick up an unexpected win against the likes of Leeds, Wigan or Saints, and sometimes even all three of them. But I, I agree with you. I, the morale must in the camp must be at rock bottom and they're down to the bare bones. They haven't got the depth in squad that some of the teams have. And you certainly can't see if Wakefield are going to turn a corner, I, I can't realistically see that it'll be at Saints on Friday. As I say, I'd love them to prove me wrong and, and I hope they do, but it, it would seem unlikely given all that's gone on since the restart. And I noticed Chris Chester in his comments after the Catalan game was saying that Wakefield had struggled with some of the new rule changes that had come in. Uh, compared to some of the other teams in the competition and you think, well, it's the same for everyone and, and surely that's part of the, the coaching team's job but if, if if they're unable or they don't have the, the ability to adapt, well, you know, you can only go with what you've got for now and, and hope that the more traditional rules come back in the future but, you know, I think St Helens, you know, a moral victory would be to maybe lose by... 10 points or so. I know it's very negative to talk like that, but you can't really see any other way. And I think Leeds and Castleford will be a good game because, as you say, <laughs> both sides, both sets of fans expect their team to perform, especially in that particular game. Um, Leeds won't have to think about resting players this week uh, for the Cups, uh, as you think you've already said. They're going to put a, a strong squad out and I'm sure that will, anybody who's available... <laughs> will we'll be in line to play and uh, they'll be looking for spirit and an endeavour really to, to try and get something against Leeds and and give them a bloody nose before the Challenge Cup final. I'm sure that the Cast fans would like nothing more than to to beat Leeds the week before a Cup final. So uh, and I see Salford are playing that night as well away at Huddersfield out who have obviously come on leaps and bounds under Luke Robinson. They've had some good results recently so... That should be a good game as well.
1: Yeah, just, just um, to interrupt you a second, Rich, the, the fixtures this weekend are all being played at Headingley. Right. Um, well, all the fixtures in this country being played at Headingley um, as double and triple headers. Um, the clubs have started to stage their own games as, as well, so I think for the time being they're going to stick with playing um, games over at one venue over a, over a couple of days which yeah. I think makes sense rather than clubs having to spend a lot of money to um, get their stadiums safe there are certain stadiums that have already had that work done and, and it makes sense I think to to continue to um, to use those so this weekend's matches or this Thursday and Friday's matches are at Headingley the yeah. week after we're um, heading over to Warrington and then the next Super League round is at St. Helens.
0: <laughs> I think you, can, you can't be able to go there on autopilot, won't you? Oh it? <laughs> yeah, I I'd sit in the driver's seat, not often
1: it, <laughs> yeah. it takes me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there quite, <laughs>
0: spending a quite a lot of time there, yeah. <laughs> at St. Helens, yeah. yeah, and
1: it's chucked it down just about every time.
0: Yeah, yeah there's been some, uh, it has been strange that there's been some really foul nights over that way and days of course as well given last Saturday um, yeah. Yeah, you know it's been really bad as you say at least this week it's a bit of a busman's holiday for you only at leeds, so <laughs> at, least, at least you can you know where you're going there. <laughs> OK then, Peter. Well, I think that's about it for this week. I think, in fairness, it's been a fairly quiet uh, week news-wise, rugby league-wise, so uh, I think we'll call it a draw there for this time. Um, thank you again for your comments. And, Thanks, Rich. Good talking to you. And you. And just our weekly reminder that the very latest news and rugby league news can be found at yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk and at Peter's Twitter handle at petersmithyep.com at YEP Sports Desk is another place for the latest news, and at Richard Byron YEP too. So, just all is left for me to say is thanks again to Peter. We'll catch up soon, and we'll uh, look forward to speaking about the Challenge Cup again next week.